Hello, everybody. This is Comments from the Peanut Gallery. I'm your host, Jordan Kurtz. I'm here live in Factory X Muay Thai down in Englewood, Colorado, here with Yusuf, the Moroccan Devils of Law. How you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Oh, doing pretty good, man. So uh, so you've got a big fight coming up in about a week now. How's uh, how's all the prep going for you? Yes, sir. I have it in a week. March 16th is going to be on Friday. The prep went amazing. It was a long camp. It was supposed to be fighting February 9th, but now... We, we're almost there from March 16. It's been a great camp, feel amazing, weight cut is amazing, everything's going amazing, so I just can't wait to, to showtime next week. That's awesome, man. So uh, uh, it's March 16th, it's here in Denver. Where can people find tickets? You guys can find tickets to pmmadenver.com. That's the Paramount MMA website. Uh, you can find my, my walkout shirt in there. They have it in the shop, or you can find the tickets. You can buy tickets from there. And uh, that's that's the most information you need to know. Yep, absolutely. So make sure that you head to, head over to the website and pick up those tickets. The Moroccan Devil will be the co-main event for the evening, so it's going to be a big showcase for him to put out his skills there for everybody. Where can I? Where can the people follow you online? Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram, the Moroccan Devil at the Moroccan Devil. Same with Twitter and Facebook is just as the law. Okay, awesome. Now, as far as as far as the fight team goes, you've been here with uh, with Factory X. What what about fight team follows? How can people follow the team for updates for everyone else? Yeah, you guys can follow the the website, of course, the Factory X, uh, in Facebook and everywhere. We always post the uh, the fights uh, or who has fights coming up, who has this coming up. That's the main one, especially in Instagram too. Is the same way Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's just Factory X dot Muay Thai MMA. That's it. Awesome. Just so everybody out there knows, we are comments from the Peanut Gallery. You can follow us on all streaming platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. You can look us up online at www.galleriesofpeanuts.com. Follow us on Facebook at Peanut Sports, on Instagram at Comments from the Peanut Gallery, and on Twitter at Peanut Podcast. So, Yusuf, what's your story, man? You, you came here when you were 14. You came over from Morocco. What was uh, what was that like? It was a it was a dream come true to to me to be honest. I I come in that's first thing I saw was snow. That was the most amazing thing I saw in my life. So I still remember that to this day. I hate the snow, but I still that was the first thing I liked. So, but I mean I came in here when I was uh, about fourteen, thirteen. So I was pretty young, you know. I didn't no no English no nothing, but I was just deer in the headlights. You know, I was just loving the 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 city, the Denver. It was crazy weather, but still, I mean, I loved uh, how people were acting. Everything that I knew about America and Morocco was actually true that I came in here and I saw it. So it was, it was an amazing feeling. Since I've been uh, here now for nine years, so I'm 21 years old right now. I'm about to be 22 soon. And then since then, I, that's where uh, my, my journey started since I came to the United States. So undefeated now as a professional in your MMA career, you had a pretty stellar amateur record as well. How did you get into the fight game in general? You know, where where did this journey start for you? Actually, this journey started for in Morocco when I was uh, 11 years old. So my mom actually in Morocco. It's kind of like it's a hard living in there. It's like some cities, some state cities in here. Some it's the same as Morocco. It's it's a third world country. You know, it's. Uh, it's a definitely different living than America, that's for sure. But I, uh, my mom, always, I'm always was that kid that want to be the best at whatever I do. So my mom put me in uh, kickboxing classes, and actually I used to get my, I always get bullied in school. I always since, since I was young, I don't know why they always want to bully me. When I came here too, it was the same way. They always want to bully me in here too. So it was kind of my mom just decided to put me in. Kickboxing, so I would go from school straight to kickboxing back home. It was me and my sister, and we we take a taxi at the night and come back. So it was it was a different feeling, but that's that's why I started my my kickboxing career. So I say now my MMA career. My MMA career started when I when I was 18 when I came here. I continued my Muay Thai career or kickboxing career in here when I was from 14 to like 18, and then I started my MMA career in here. Okay. 
when you first started here, you said that it was American Top Team that kind of helped you get into the uh, into the MMA world or through those teenage years with kickboxing and all that as well. How was uh, how was coming into kind of a, you know they're a pretty big MMA family out there in terms of gyms and systems. How did something like that help you out specifically? Actually, it was a funny story. I was uh, the American Top Team, the first American Top Team that was in Denver. It was next to my apartment complex, but I always wanted to do kickboxing. I walked into the gym; it was huge, it's it big, and then it was like, it was like all cages. And I was like, I don't know what a cage is. I never seen a cage. I never noticed a cage. So I was like, what is this gym? And then they said it's a mixed martial arts gym. So that's when I kind of seen people rolling, grabbing each other, and kind of stuff like that. So it was, it was something different for me. I never seen. But since then, I my dad couldn't afford to pay for me to train at American Top Team. So I had to wait another year to actually follow them again. And then I knew they had, uh, in Peoria, in Mississippi, they had a, they had a, new, uh, a bigger building. It was like huge. They had like wrestling uh, wrestling ring, because Bobby Lashley was a wrestler. So they had practice in there. They had, we had a boxing ring and MMA ring. So it was kind of like, it was, it was definitely big. But yeah, since, since then, my dad can kind of afford for me to pay to go to train so that's when I started training started jujitsu jujitsu and then Muay Thai started keep going and then I had my first Muay Thai after after a year and some change with American Top Team and then I had my first uh, Muay Thai fight with them and then that's when the whole career started until two years ago actually the gym closed down uh, they had some issues with I don't know with like payments or something I guess and then that's when I started training with Factory X two years ago, and then that's still training, still going. Okay, nice, awesome. You mentioned that uh, that it was Austin Jones that kind of helped you transition over to this gym from uh, from American Top Team. Austin, a friend of the show, also he was on a couple of episodes ago. Describe your relationship there. Oh man, it's um, uh, my relationship with Austin is, is it's amazing, man. He's like he's like a brother to me. He's he knows me since six six years ago. I I mean I we trained together for. For my all amateur uh, career, and I was still training with him as a pro career right now. So it's it's nothing different since the beginning. He's been with me in my first uh, uh, Muay Thai fight, actually. So, and then he's been in my corner a couple of times. But he, he's an amazing dude, man. Is uh, he pushes me and I pushes him. So it's it, it, it creates a bond, and then the bond just gets stronger and stronger. You know. That's awesome. He was definitely uh, definitely a great guest to have on the show. Very entertaining individual. No, oh, that man is hilarious. I tell you that. How was it coming over to the states without knowing, you know, without knowing English? You mentioned that was it uh, was it arguably your biggest obstacle in that, you know, in that moving process? No, actually, learning English was uh, was the easiest thing for me to be honest. I learned it in six months, but it's more. Of, I was, you know, I was a kid. I was more urgent to learn anything. I was like, I was ready to learn anything. I was, I was like a sponge. I was ready to take anything I want, but. It's more the culture, to be honest. It's like I went to school, and then it was like so many different people, and then you have so many groups that I had to get used to, and it was like kind of that's the biggest thing I le- I kind of had to learn in in the United States or in the states, I should say, is the culture, how people culture act differently, and how they everything is different than Morocco, to be honest. So that was that was my biggest obstacle I had to learn. So it was, I mean, I, it took me a while, but as soon as I learned it. It was it was it was a lot of more fun to be honest. So that's understandable. Would you say that on average, you know, in terms of just people's general disposition or attitude, are people happier here in the states? Are they not so much? Are they more rushed and stressed? What do you think there? Since you've had a little bit of a you know a perspective from each side. I mean, it just depends on the people. To be honest, I I mean, I knew some people are not very happy. I mean. I, my my family side it's the immigrant side too so it's kind of like you had to struggle for a while to to be happy but it's it's not about how the life is going to make you happy it's between the family and all that stuff that's what makes it happy you know and then you know what they say show me your friends I'll show you your life so the better friend the more friends i got the uh, in high school i had i had like terrible friends i should say it's it's not a great friends you know they they want to put you in the bad, bad path. But as soon as I grow up and more grow up, I, I, f- I kind of know that I had to choose the right side. And then that's when I actually opened my, my, my mind. And then that's when I 
started actually focusing on my whatever I'm gonna get to that I have to get to so that's what I focus on so that makes sense there would you say that being uh, you know with you being an immigrant to the United States that that has given you a leg up in terms of any sort of motivation or anything like that as opposed to the average American who may be for lack of a better term a little bit more entitled or lazy Oh yeah, it's it's the biggest motivation I ever I I would ever get to be honest because I haven't seen my mom for for nine years so it's kind of like you want to see your mom but you want to show her you she's proud you know it's like she's already proud as 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 a mom but in my side I want to make her more proud it's kind of like wow look he, how the success he did he went for nine years but when he comes back he's he, all the success he did people rem- remember him as who he is. And that's my child, so that's kind of, that's what I kind of feel like. And I still use it as motivation till this day, and then all that stuff till this day. So, and then my other thing my motivates me is my, my brother actually who passed away. He was like my biggest fan. And then in here, and he, he was 24, and he's like, he didn't have the more life to live. He's only 24. And then he struggled six years in here, and I struggled with him. So it's kind of like... I want to use that motivation to make my family more proud and happy life in the, in the end. So that's, that's what my goal is. And totally, I uh, totally relate there and totally sympathize with you. I lost, lost a brother recently myself as well. You know, for uh, for all of you Joey Diaz fans out there, he's got that immigrant mentality and he's ready to go. Especially keep that in mind once March 16th comes along. Now, as far as sponsors, who are some of the people that represent you out there or, or that you carry the banner for? I mean, I have, uh, of course, my gym. Of course, I always carry as a sponsor, Factory X. I go uh, Landau Performance. That's a world-class uh, strength conditioning gym. TJ Villasau trains there. All the NFL players train there. So that's one of them. Rackfest is my other sponsor. And uh, I'm Denver Chiropractor, actually, yeah. Denver Chiropractor has been helping me from this camp since I started this camp, so I'll go see them every week. So it's, it's been amazing, great chiropractor, Dr. Trent, actually. That's that's the name. You guys should go check it out. It's it's pretty amazing in there. Very nice. Shout out to Denver Chiropractic and to uh, Coach Landau over there at Landau Performance Sports, also just recently named the strength conditioning coach of the Denver Broncos. As far as sponsorships from the comments from the peanut gallery, we are also brought to you in part by Carlson Property Solutions. If you are in the northern Colorado area and are in need of any quality home repair, restoration, or renovation services, make sure you check out Carlson Property Solutions by giving Brian and Becca a call at 970-775-4274 or visit them online at www.carlsonpropertysolutions.com. Once again, give Brian and Becca a call at 970-775-4274 or check them out online at www.carlsonpropertysolutions.com. I'm Jordan Kurtz with comments from the Peanut Gallery, and you can check us out online at www.galleriesofpeanuts.com. You can follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook at Peanut Sports, on Instagram at Comments from the Peanut Gallery, Twitter at Peanut Podcast, and you could also listen to us and subscribe on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher. The Moroccan Devil. How'd you get that nickname? Uh, actually, my old coach, uh, my Alex Hudson, that's his name. Uh, I always liked him, um, which is my favorite fighter of uh, Morocco. It's Badr Hari. He's a kickboxer. He's a world-class kickboxer. But he was called, like, the Golden Boy, the, the Moroccan Devil, and this and that. And I'll... After one fight, I got the belt as a Muay Thai fight, and then he started calling me. He was he started calling me the the Moroccan Devil, and I just loved this since then. And he always he always called me the Moroccan Devil, and I, since then I stayed the Moroccan Devil. That's a pretty cool nickname. I yeah. like it a lot. It's definitely definitely unique and not something that I, that I don't think anybody else out there that you hear. You, I mean, I, you you only can have so many cowboys, so many have you know the lines this and that. But that's uh, that's very unique. I like it a lot. And there's not there's not a lot of Moroccans in in MMA, so it's kind of Makes it, I, I just, makes me more happy to just pursue that uh, that name and just keep it up. So, awesome, awesome, man. Now, what would you say if you could name one, or maybe it might be a series or a couple of different things? What is if you could take away one of the biggest life lessons that mixed martial arts has taught you? 
Mixed Martial Art taught me a lot of things, especially my old coach. He and still to this coach, uh, Mark, my head coach Mark Montoya, still they teach me what what life lessons is. Mixed Mixed Martial Art's not about all training about here. It's about the outside. It's it's more about you being a good person, you supporting, helping people, and stuff like that. That's the biggest. That's the biggest lesson I ever learned. To be honest, was. Don't start fights. Don't don't try to bully people. Save the people. Help the people. Kind of like that type of deal. So that's my my model being like that since since I started the uh, MMA. To be honest, and I was I always was the energized kid, hyper kid, and I am. I mean, still teammates would probably say the same thing. But I always, and outside the gym, I always love helping people and communicating with people and just loving life in general. I'm, trying to live as a happy person that's that's my my goal that's what mma taught me actually and then this is my happy place when i train mma do mma this is my life so this is the only thing i got that's that's how i feel so my my motto since i came in here i have to get good at this and i, I will be good at this that's that's my motto being like that that's a it's a great outlook to have and you know very uh, very powerful with the positivity and the mental you know the mental visualization that that I could tell that you have with you being so young and starting to make that climb as far as the uh, the rankings list goes what do you see in terms of your arc or your progression where is I uh, you know where do you see yourself taking the next step to the bit the next promotion you know what kind of timeline do you see for yourself with anything like that oh yeah I'm, I'm, I see my, my I'm definitely gonna be fighting LFA soon so that's that's my closest step to the UFC, but you definitely hear it for him from me in the UFC soon. I, pro- I promise that. I promise, promise, I promise you guys that for sure. So that's my biggest uh, achievement will be. That's one achievement, but that's my short goal achievement. But my long goal term is to be a world champion at at my weight class at the UFC at the highest level. So and I have the great team and I have a great coach to get me there. So. It's an incredible goal to have, and you know, you mentioned Coach a couple of different times. Coach Mark Montoya here from Factory X was just recently featured on The Ultimate Fighter as a coach for Team Stipe, so that's definitely a big, a big leg up out there, or a big promo opportunity, and something to kind of showcase what I, what the team here is bringing out there to the national scene. So I'm sure that's very positive for you guys to see your uh, your imprint making a big splash on the MMA community out there as a whole. Yes, sir. It's a, it's kind of tough because he has to go to 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 the Ultimate Fighter for four weeks, five four weeks straight. But I mean, it's 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 like a you see your team go to the big level and then stay at there. So it's kind of it motivates the people, the 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 smaller people, like the amateurs, the upcoming pros, and all that. It, it motivates me every time. Like, oh, I want to be in the UFC. I want to be like that guy. I want to be like my teammate. I want to be like that. So it's it's a big motivation going through every time in this gym, especially in this gym. It's, it's, it, you, it pushes each other every day. So you want to be at the highest level, but you got to put the work to get there. So that's 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 what we actually hard to put on. And then Mark Montoya is, is really good at that. So And he's a, he's a genius when it comes to MMA coach. So I'll tell you that. It's... I, I never seen an MMA coach like him, so it was uh, it was a great, great uh, feeling to know Mark Montoya. And actually, it was from my old coach who introduced me to Mark Montoya, and then that's when I started with Mark Montoya. And then that's there we go. And then I started my career. That's awesome. I had the opportunity to meet Coach yesterday. Great guy. Now to kind of ask you a couple of questions in terms of kind of your just personal preferences or you know thoughts and feelings with MMA what's if you had to say what's your favorite fight of all time or what what was that one fight to you that said this is what makes me love this sport I, I actually uh, watched uh, my first fight I watched when I came here was uh, uh, I watched it uh, like just a video highlight kind of but and then I, I looked in to find the, the full fight it was Josie Aldo versus Ryan Favre in W. WBC, okay, fight. and then because I used to love uh, th- that kickboxing style, just low kicks and go punches, low kicks. We really did not care about takedowns, but I, that's when I actually started MMA, and then I, s- I started like, wow, they you actually can do kickboxing in MMA. So it's kind of like that was actually the, the fight I still remember to this day, and I still watch to this day. Uh, Josie Aldo, I mean, of course he's 
he's still a high level fighter. You can never doubt that guy. But I, I still love, love watching that guy. So that's that's my that's my I would say my favorite fighter since I came here when I was young. Okay. One of the most vicious with those low kicks, like you were talking about, you know, through the uh, through the dominance or the prime of his career, you know. It always makes me wonder, watching some of his fights recently where he doesn't throw as many kicks, I wonder, you know, do you think his knees are just finally gone, or... Well, I think it's just, it's just the new it's the new generation, you know, they're faster than you, you're getting slowed down a little bit, so it's kind of like, like I said, you like Mike Tyson said, you get you get hit, you, it's a, this different game plan, you know, it's like, that's why you want to get your mind in in practice to go auto, autopilot mode, you know, you know what you're doing, you, you get tired, you're gonna get tired in a fight, so... Might as well just do it in here and then just go out there and just fight. Just have fun. That's my that's my biggest thing I, I had to learn since my amateur career to my pro career. Actually, my last amateur fight, uh, I kept telling coach, I'm, uh, this is the calmest I'm going to be, which is I was. But I, I didn't have that, I'm going to finish that fight aggression. Like, oh, I'm going to finish this fight. But since I moved to my pro career after that, that's, that's when I started getting better at it. And, of course, talk to your coach and then... The biggest thing is talk to yourself. That's that's how I feel about it. Your your biggest enemy is yourself. So if you if you cheat yourself, you 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 gonna figure it out in a fight. So that's what I feel like, and then that's what been helping me, and that's what I feel like Jose Aldo kind of been through. Is like all these guys are hungrier, more. He's been a champion. He's 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 gonna be in the Hall of Fame. All us. Let's hope. But he's he's a, he's a great fighter. To still remember, it will be remembered for sure. Definitely, yo. You mentioned having that uh, that killer mentality or that killer instinct. How important is it to have that mentality regardless of the situation in this game? It is very important. I, le- I learned the best advice. Finishes changes your life. more finishes you get, the more, the more exposure, the more UFC wants you, the more all this wants you. So you want to have that finishing... Uh, uh, aggression on you, but instead of, but you don't want to go for it too much, though. It's kind of like you have to figure it out. I don't know if you watched Jeremy Stevenson when he's coach in the first round. He was like, "Calm down, the the power will come to you." And then that's the biggest advice I learned was like, I didn't believe in my power at all when I was an amateur until I came into the pro and I started believing it. And that's when you find the finishes after that. So it's kind of like that's what I'm kind of going out right now. It's kind of like. Be smart, technical, smart, and then finish the fight when, when it when it comes time comes to. So, do you feel like the game is starting to slow down a little bit for you? You're starting to see things a little bit easier, and those opportunities for the finish, or maybe with that patience and maturity within the cage, opening themselves up a little bit more rather than maybe a younger approach and kind of rushing it or you get that first little knock and you, you kind of sprint and it's maybe not there. Do you think that, that just that maturity and that time frame of just seeing more action has been a big factor for you there? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a ton of factor on, on my game. It's, when, I, when I was young, I'm like, oh, I want to go finish, but I get tired. It's kind of like it's a whole different ball game when it comes to, to that. And then you will see in the highest level, it's kind of like this is the regional level and it still is like, you still have to be smart and technical, but it, it definitely be a, it becomes a lot easier when it comes to your nerves and then the fight. You will see stuff that you, sh- you, you, you couldn't see two years ago, three years ago, because you just got so much better. And then the more time you spend in the cage, the more the more better you get. I'm I'm 21. I'm just I'm just getting started. To be honest, this is I'm getting better every day, and I'm still I'm like a sponge right now. I'm just I'm still learning every day. I'm learning new moves every day. So it's kind of it's, it's a great great feeling, I'll tell you that. What's your favorite of the disciplines to kind of, you know, sink your teeth into for Burby Willie right now, you know? Is it, uh, are you really kind of taking more to the jiu-jitsu side? Are you more still kind of resting heavy on the, the kickboxing and Muay Thai side? Where is your, you know, where's your focus kind of been driven the last little bit? My, my focus, to be honest, is it's mixed martial arts. I don't, I don't just do kickboxing. I don't just stick with kickboxing. My my mid sessions will be different the whole time. Like I said, my head coach Mark Montoya has is a genius uh, brain. I'll tell you that genius mind. So it's kind of like whatever the game plan is. That's that's all I work on. It's the game plan, and I just keep getting better where my weaknesses are. So you get your weaknesses up, and then keep the the you what you're good at. Keep them in that. We're still getting good and good and good. We don't want to be plateaued. That's that's for sure. But 
it's definitely the, I'm sticking with the game plan. Whatever the game plan was, I let the guys do the thinking for me. The coaches, the assistant coaches, all those guys, they will do the the thinking for us. We just go out there and fight. I just do whatever we we learned for the past six weeks, seven weeks for camp. So it's it's always like I don't I do jujitsu, I do kickboxing, I do boxing, I do all that stuff. I don't I don't just prefer one thing. I learned it the hard way because all I wanted to do was striking. And then my, my first actually fight with Factory X was an amateur fight that I lost. The only loss that I have was I just got out wrestled all day because I'm a striker. It's like, oh, you know, I'm focused on striking. That's it. You know, but my mentality had to change after that. So that's when I started doing more wrestling, more jujitsu. That's when my game just elevated more after that. So becoming more well-rounded is yes, what really made it take off. And that's that's the, that's the goal. It's to be well well-rounded in here. Especially in the mixed martial arts game, so you want to be one guy. You see all these guys, all these strikers are getting either submitted or this and that, but it's all a different game, ball game. So that's what I like. Makes sense. You know, speaking of which, talking about kind of that, you know, that grappler versus striker matchup just announced. What is your thoughts on that matchup between Alistair Overeem and I uh, and Curtis Blades? It's actually, it's a great matchup. I, I, I like uh, Curtis Blades. Actually, he's from uh, Denver, so I, I always support Denver fighters, of course. Uh, but I, I think uh, Curtis uh, Blades wrestling uh, been a, a huge part of his game, and he's a heavyweight. Absolutely. All these heavyweights been looking for uh, a power punch. DC said it the best way. Or all those guys, all the smart guys said it, like, if you're looking for a, a one punch knockout, you got problems. So it's kind of. It's like playing poker. You might get lucky, you might not. So it's kind of... I, I love fighting those guys. It was like... Because all they want is that power shot. So yep. you see they're going to throw it. So he's going to figure it out. That's why I feel like Chris Blades will do... It will definitely do great against Overeem. I, I feel like he'll beat Overeem for sure. I think that he has a great chance. You know, I think that the evolution of Curtis Blades from these last... You know, about last 18 months has been immense. You know, especially when you see, because yes, everybody out there, I know you're going to say, well, he took the L to Francis Ngannou. Well, who didn't on his meteoric rise? But now you start to see him really kind of take into account a lot more of the striking side of things. You know, he went up against just recently a world-class striker Mark in Mark Hunt. Yes, and he ragdolled him. Curtis Blades is a big boy that is a great grappler. I think that that's going to be a great styles clash matchup between them. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing if he gets through him, you know, seeing what kind of a grappling duel that you could maybe have with him and a Verdun. You know, I think that could be a great heavyweight matchup. Because I don't think that he's on that high level yet to where you'd be, you know, fighting for a title shot after this next fight. But I think that him and Verdun are both kind of on that, you know, that next level kind of chipping away, ready to get themselves into title contention again. And you can climb quickly as, an, as a heavyweight too. So right. you've seen Curtis Blade started, and then he's then a, I think he's the number five now, isn't he? Like number I five. I believe so, six. something around there. But then again, who really? I mean, UFC rankings do they really matter? Because Alistair is still, I believe, yeah. like number three or something after he just got starched by yeah, him. you know, after he got starched by and Francis. Was, yeah, yeah. It was, so. It's it's definitely definitely read rankings, but. Rankings in like the lighter division would definitely will help you get a get title shot as soon as possible. To be honest, that's yeah. that's the, that's the more money at the more money they they want, the more title shots you get, the more money you get. It's that's that's how they think about it. So it's kind of like you want to climb as the top as first as, as as quick as possible. So that's that's great. And speaking of wrestlers and uh, a striker, uh, look at Khabib. Oh my God, this talk about. That's uh, actually I trained with one of my training partners, Joe Warren. Actually, he fights for Bellator, and then you talk about Greco wrestling instead of just wrestling. It's it's a whole different ball game. It's like you learn new stuff every time. You think you know it all, but I was like, Whew, my wrestling is getting better. And then I go with Joe Warren, and it's like, oh, back to the bottom now. It's, <laughs> yep, like, exactly. it's it's terrible now, but it's it tells you how how this game can change you real quick. It's like more. You have to find all these, and I, I'm kind of blessed with that. I kind of find all these teammates are good at certain things, and then we started, we push each other to the limits, and then we get better. I will not better that. So it's kind of like we be, oh, you're not good at striking, you'll be better at striking training with this guy, this guy, this guy. It's kind of like, kind of like all my teammates, like Jordan to Tony, 
of course wrestling look at these guys pushing me every time wrestling like that's the main thing I focus on Sid Bice he's fighting for, he fights for LFA he's the number one contender and then we have Derek Brenson he's he's a great uh, wrestler as well but it's like more of he keeps getting my game up every time and it gets better every time so that's why that's what I love about this game and I feel like it's a, it's a really blessing to me to, to find this training partners because all I had training partners was two heavyweights and Austin Jones 170. I used to fight 35. So it was kind of like Big hard, jump. yeah. It's like hard in the brain and hard in the body. It's like you feel weak. You can't, you, you're not stronger than those guys. So it's kind of like, but it made me better because, because of that, all that struggle that I've been through as a, as a bandway to fight those guys, uh, train with those guys, train with Austin and all that stuff. And then people, just, they see the improvements. And the main thing is I'm trying to impress myself. And that's the best advice I learned from me. Coach Mark Montoya's every fight just impress yourself. You don't need to impress nobody. Who cares? Impress yourself. It's the best way. That's great. Yo, you've definitely had a had a great list of, uh, of names here that are some of the who's who within the MMA community. With that being said, who is, you know, who is the most famous person that you've had the opportunity to spar or to roll with, or you know, I mean, it could be it could be a variety of a couple. You know, there's a, there's a lot of big names that come through down. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, T.J. was the biggest one uh, for his Cody fight. Before his Cody fight, I tra- I trained. Uh, of course, I did jujitsu with him. I sparred with him. I did striking with him. So it was it was uh, eye opening for sure uh, to train with a world class level fighter. And then you just see the whole different, the way they think, the way they train, the way, it's 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 crazy to me. And I learned a lot from it, actually. It, it, it's, it pushes you every time. And then it comes into Landau the same way. And then I train with the same guys that are the world class. They're world champions. So that kind of motivates me more every day to be like, wow, I can do this. This is, this is nothing. Like, this is, this is, this is another day to me. This nothing to me so and then another guy's like scary dudes Matt Brown oh my god spying with that guy it's uh it's not fun I'll tell you that it's uh it's, it's an amazing dude yeah <laughs> That's what he's, said too. He's, a, he's an amazing dude but oh my gosh that was he trains crazy too so he's he's a really hard-working man too so it's kind of amazing to me all these guys though from the UFC like we have James Krause he doesn't train with us all the time but he comes in for his camps and finishes his camps in Denver, stuff like that. So it's, it, I always learn from him, I, and I still learn from him to this day. Actually, it's, it's the game is just amazing. His game is just wow. It just amazes me every time. We have Zach Cummins the same way. He comes in and train with us. Megan Anderson actually. It's just, it's, it's a ton of people comes in and train with us. So it's kind of like, but that's the main main names I kind of see. And I still train with guys uh, the fight for the UFC, Chris Camozzi guy who just fought last in the UFC, Brian Camozzi and all these guys. So it's kind of like I've been training with the high-level guys since I started here, even as an amateur. So it's kind of like, it's it, like I said, it's a, it's a blessing for sure. So you get to awesome. see it here before you go into the high level. So it's amazing. Is TJ really the Killashaw renegade in practice that he's rumored to be? Man, that that, that that guy can go for hours. I'll tell you that. His his cardio game is is crazy. He, he might you might be better than him, but he he will outrun you. That he will outlast you. That's 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 what I kind of learned from him. So it's kind of like that's what my kind of mentality was. To be honest, my my last three pro fights was like I'm trying to change your game and then just put you in in hard places. That's that's the best way. And then finish you in the end. Finish comes comes. It doesn't doesn't. It is what it is. You know. Definitely. He's always, you know, rumored, oftentimes not in the greatest light in terms of camp and whatnot. And granted, it's a lot in in large part probably because of the bad blood with, you know, with Uriah and Cody and those guys. But have you experienced any of the, you know, the alleged cheap shots or, you know, the overly emotional type of guy? You know, you might tag him in a round of sparring and then he's going to come at you and hit you after, after the round bell or any of the things that he's alleged to do, you know, within practice situations? No, man, he's not. He's actually a great guy, man. I, I I love training with that guy. He's uh, nothing. He, of course, he, he takes care of his training partners. He's he, he always fun. He's always laughing, especially in sparring. You you punch each other and you laughing and hugging each other. And uh, 
I never seen that side of him at all. So it never happened in here in the gym or in Orlando. So I really can can't say it happened. So he's he's a great guy, man. I, I love training with him. I still see him to this day sometimes at Landau. So it's kind of it's it's still it's still, a great guy, you know. He always wants train with us, come train with us. He always telling me, oh yeah, I'm gonna come through, train. So it's it's still amazing to see a world class champion once train with you guys. So it's kind of like. Wow, like it's 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 a happy feeling, I'll tell you that. It's gotta be empowering. And we can, you know, officially put some of those rumors to bed, ladies and gentlemen. You're hearing it straight from uh, now multiple sources that have trained directly with TJ stating that. So maybe hopefully we can put some of that drama <laughs> to bed. You know, I know it kinda blew up a little bit once uh, once Uriah and Cody were on Rogan's show talking about it and it just kinda blew up a little bit more from there. But you hear it directly from uh, from an unbiased party here. Now, you've got a wide range of skills across the disciplines. Let me just ask you kind of a couple of rapid-fire questions just between maybe a couple of things. Muay Thai or kickboxing? Kickboxing. Wrestling or jiu-jitsu? Jiu-jitsu. Standing or on the ground? Standing. Standing on the ground? Okay. Now, this is kind of a question that I wish everybody... I had both, but... <laughs> wish I had both, okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll be that guy to pick, not just not be like, oh, both, I'll just pick. So, it is what it is. The big question that many people always ask about is weight cuts. They say that's all, and, you know, coming from the perspective that you have, actually jumping up a class, you said that you really haven't had within your, within your pro career a whole lot of difficulty, but you have had one experience when you were still at 35 where it gave you some difficulty. Can you shed some light on that? Yeah, it's, uh, it was not, like, wake up went great. It's, it, food was great, everything was great. The only difficulty was is me not being smart enough to take one of my teammates, and then I had two girls cutting weight with me. And they don't know what, to, what, what, how weight cuts go. So it's kind of like, you know, guys will pass out sometimes. They, it's, 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 it's the living like that. It's kind of like, pass out. It's because you got up too quick. Your blood sugar is up, something like that. So a lot of, a lot of people don't know that. So it kind of had two, two, uh, two girls with me, and it was my mistake. So I, I, I still, I learned from that day. That's for sure. But I mean, I, I was still back here cutting weight, but. The girl that was uh, with me called the promoter, and then the promoter canceled the fight, and then it was it was a long, long, long drama, I would say. But I definitely learned that that was the big lesson I learned, and I'm happy I learned as an amateur and then as a pro. So it's 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 life. Everything happens for a reason. So that's what I learned from, and then that's taught me a, a big lesson. That's for sure. Sometimes you have to have that hard lesson to uh, to learn what's best for the future and that side of things. With this being a long camp, I'm sure you're pretty well on pace right now. Don't want to give away too much out there for people that may be listening or maybe from the other camp that might be, but everything is on pace right now? Oh, perfect. Everything everything went amazing to, for me this camp. Of course, you know, there's uh, bumpers and bruises and all this stuff, but who cares, you know? It's, uh, you go out there it's and the fight. fight game. Yeah, it wasn't hurt. Exactly. So you go out there and fight. You wake up. My wake up is going great. Everything's going great. And I, just, I just can't wait to... To show show skill my my skills and that's that's the biggest thing I'm waiting for. Maybe something that a lot of people might not know. What's a skill that you feel like you bring to the table that you know that uh, that may not be something that has been highlighted at this point? Man, I, I feel like my 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 ground game is still not uh, people not respecting my ground game. So it's kind of like I still prove people wrong to this day. I mean, I have two submissions already as my my pro career. I finished a guy who's never been finished before, 7-2. He fought a guy from, uh, he actually fought Cordy Sanhagen, and he's in the UFC right now. He couldn't finish him, so it's kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of getting better every time, and I, I pull those out of nowhere, so it's kind of like, it's pretty weird submissions too. Ten finger choke, a dart, so it's kind of like, so it's uh, I'm I'm kind of still I'm I'm impressing myself, which is the best the best way, and then everybody else gets impressed. So that's that's kind of how it, how it goes. If more you impress yourself, the more people will get impressed, and then more uh, hype you get, and then more of that. So it's kind of that's what I kind of love about about it. So and I and I still work way too hard to prove people wrong when it comes to all mixed martial arts. I'm not I'm not just this guy. I'm not a specialist at this. No. I'm a mixed martial arts guy. I don't, 
I'm not a striker, I'm not a jiu-jitsu guy, I'm not a wrestler, I'm a mixed martial arts. You might beat me in a jiu-jitsu match, you might beat me in a kickboxing match, but you're not beating me in mixed martial arts. That's the soul that matters to me. Great outlook there. You know, pull, pulling the darts off, though, as I, you know, were you blue belt at that point? Or oh, yeah, you... I, was, I was still blue belt to this day, but yeah, it was uh, it was my fr- my pro debut, actually, and that's... That's, that's uh, big time. Yeah, actually, the first uh, first round, we were, we were doing good, we figured him out. Second round was... Uh, I hurt my hand, so it was like kind of like, Oof, what's going on? It's like so my coach was like throw elbows, so I started throwing elbows, just right elbows. I couldn't throw my right arm, and then uh, took him down, and then held, controlled it a little bit, and then that's when the cardio part comes out. It's like you have who has more in the tank, so and that's land up performance did the amazing job for that, and then my my strength and district coach actually Augie was. Uh, he keeps pushing us every time, and then Austin. Now we have like nine guys or eight guys training with us now. It's six a.m. It's like it went from both of us, me and Austin, to nine people or eight people. So it's kind of like it's amazing how everybody pushes everybody. And that's when that fight comes up, and I was like, start thinking about it. When I went to the ground, I was like, I could finish this fight. And that's when that dogs came up, and then that's it happened. That's when with the flow, and then it happened. Pretty crazy that the grappling and the sub side of things isn't necessarily the strong suit of your background, but that's where the majority of your finishes have came from. Do you think that that kind of just speaks to you just still kind of coming into your own on that grappling side? I know you've kind of alluded to it throughout our conversation here, but do you see a lot more of those submissions coming through? I read your article today in MMA Today. And you said that you felt like this was going to be a finish by sub this fight. Is that where your thoughts are still? Oh yeah, this uh, my thoughts. Are, like I said, of course, I I I'm not gonna force the submission. For me, if the knockout come in, come in. That's I'm not forcing. But I'm definitely looking for the finish. Of course, that's my main thing. But yeah, I, I always want to prove. I always want to all the stuff that I do in training. I was like, I want to get that. I want to get that in a fight. So that's my, my biggest move. And I, that's what I keep talking to my coach. Me and coach will always have fun. In before my fights, I always look at him in the middle of the cage and me actually fighting. I'm looking at him and smiling and kind of type of deal. So it's kind of like I want to get whatever I did and whatever I told coach. And uh, you can uh, you can talk to coach or anybody. All my last three fights, I said I'm going to finish those fights. And I did. So it's kind of like I, I always want to set a goal to myself to follow. So it's kind of like... Whatever I did in here, I wanna more better in there. It's kind of like I wanna, I, I'm, I'm the guy. I wanna shine more in the light than me shining in training. It's kind of like I still wanna do, but I wanna be the best guy in the gym and outside uh, in, in the case. So it's kind of the best way I feel like, and then that's what been helping me a lot, to be honest. And that's what been helping my jujitsu game a lot. I was like, I can finish this guy in the ground, but I don't think about it. It just comes into me. Every time I think about it, I learned it when I was young. The young user, actually, you know, like, if I come in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a triangle. I go out there and start finishing the kid with the striking. So it's kind of like, uh, that don't, really don't work. It's like that. But more for me, it's more like, oh, I know I have the jiu-jitsu game. I just got to go out there and let it happen. So that's, that's what I always do. And then the submission will come to me. So, But main thing, I, challenge, I try to challenge myself. I'm like... If I did a submission that I really like in here, I want to do it out there or in the spine rounds. I always want to do something that I always challenges me that I'm not so great at, and everybody thinks I'm not great at. So I want to. That's what my challenge is to get better at it and be so good at it that everybody be like, "Wow!" It's like that's his move, kind of type of deal. So that's what I've been. That's what I've been aiming for. Just as you've completely said this entire time, being a complete martial artist. Yes, that sounds like that's how that is 100% the goal there. And I'm still learning to this day how to be a complete mixed martial arts. I, you never stop learning in this sport. You never stop. Because you have a coach who has 40 years experience or 20 years experience training high level fighters and then his brain just, he keeps studying every time too and then you keep studying watching videos and this. So your, there's your skills and there's your coach's skills added together. It's kind of like Wow, it's it's mind blowing. You you actually can change a lot of things, it's, and it's more kind of like game plan. It's like my game plan is always to have fun. That's that's my main one. I always focus on. I don't really don't care who you are, who who you train with, who you did, or what you done. I don't care. I just go out there and fight. That's the main thing. But mixed martial arts, I'm still learning to this day. Different wrestling moves, like I just said, Joe Warren. It was like I didn't know that wrestling even exists. 
until he came in, and I was like, they didn't even care about the legs, they care about the top. And it's, it's a whole different wrestling game. And he opens it, it opens up your eye, like, wow, there's there's a whole lot of different styles in here. And, and me actually teaching classes and holding pads is just helps me a lot as a mixed martial arts. You, you can see the punches, you're holding, you have to come up with ideas, you have to think, now you're just not just holding. Everybody can do that. You can go to a, a personal trainer, he'll just hold for you, but I mean, it's kind of like you have to actually think about the game plan for the guys you're training, you're training with, you hold pads for, and kind of like that. So that's what kind of been helping me as a mixed muscle arts, and, and he still does. And, and I feel like it will never stop for me. I will always learn, 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 learn. That's that's what makes me happy in this sport. It's you never stop learning. And like they said in jiu-jitsu, you never stop learning. It's the same way as kickboxing and that stuff. You can be good at what. 10,000 things, but I can be a good at one thing, and that's do it a thousand times, like Bruce Lee said, and I will still beat you every time. So it's kind of like, that's my motto kind of going with. So I want to get better at everything I, I want to do and every aspect of the sport. So I want to get better at it. And even get, I want to get better at it as a person too, not as just a fighter, as a person too. So that's that's what my motto is for, for this game, for this fight game. That's awesome. You know, you have a very, very positive outlook, you know, a very high motor and drive with all of this. Your, your ceiling is, uh, your, your, you know, it's non-existent. You know, you, you have uh, opportunity to shoot for the stars, especially being so young in this game. One big question that I have to ask you, just because it ties to, I know, another strong personal interest of yours. What's your hardest food to give up during weight cut? Chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Chocolate is my kryptonite, I call it, and uh, everybody, I think everybody knows it here, but I don't know, everybody has different food stuff, but me, I always, I always, I'm the type of guy who always want to eat, uh, what my, my my brain always grow up with, but it's like, chocolate is, is my kryptonite, but I mean, you have to be disciplined in this sport though, so we always change it up, so we always, I mean, we always did that. When it comes to six week camp, you always gotta change everything else. So I always focused on one that thing, and then I was like, "How bad do you want it?" And type of deal. So, of course, my meal, my meal all changed and all that stuff, and then I just focus on whatever I'm good at, and then make that win performance wise. And all these guys think they can make weight after eating whatever they want. It's like, sure, you can make the weight, but how are you gonna perform? And then that's the uh, that's why I started investing. Even was that an amateur, I actually have. Uh, Invested my money on a nutritionist who works with DC, Max Holloway, Tyler Milton. He's a, he's a, he's my, he's been my nutritionist, but man, it's it's there's science to the nutrition when it comes to nutrition. Is you feel it in the training and you feel it in a fight. So that's that's the biggest investment I ever did, and, and I still will do it every fight. To be honest. And you've kind of taken an interest to that personally, have you not? You know, you uh, you're kind of the team's personal chef right now, kind of <laughs> looking at parlaying that in your own personal side business. Yeah, that's 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 my goal. Is I'm actually trying to go to school and actually learn about it and learn more about it because you know you don't know it all. That's 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 everybody. Nobody's perfect. Nobody knows it all. So I still want to learn the from high level guys like college. And then I actually help, uh, yeah, I help a lot of guys in the team, like Chris Camozzi for his glory fights. He actually is a glory kickboxer. He fought, he's a 25 vet in the UFC, so it's kind of been uh, cooking for him. And then, I'm, I, I've, of course, I always want to start my business, so that's that's the next step for me is uh, to start my own business and then keep it going. That's awesome. So everybody out there, make sure that after this fight, because granted, you know, the focus has to be 100% on, uh, on that first task at hand. But following the fight, make sure that you keep your eyes peeled out there for uh, for the Moroccan devil in the kitchen out there providing some some meal prep services out there for you. Yes, sir. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the people out there? Man, just uh, stay stay hardworking and uh, whatever you do. That's uh, that's the biggest uh, lesson I had to learn. Is like I kept talking negative to myself and then be like, oh, I'm not I, like I can't like I don't I'm not good at this. I'm I'm just I'm just out. Like I just give up. But it's Trust me, if you can talk positive to your brain, it will change your life. That's uh, that's the biggest thing I learned by myself and kind of, I actually had to go through a lot of stuff. I, It was bigger things like suicide came in, depression, all this stuff. So it's kind of, it's a whole lot of story that changed my life and I, I'm grateful that it, 
for, for it to this day because I know what I can do. I know I can be the best at whatever I want to be and I can be the best at and I can do whatever I want. I can be the highest one out of everybody. So that's what I kind of think about and that's, that's where everybody needs to wake up and just do what you like, do what you enjoy. It's not like just you doing it. And Muhammad Ali says it like, I can't remember what he says. It's like, there's so many days in 365, but how many days did you live? How many days did you live? You just, if you go a regular job one time for years, how many years did you actually live? You didn't, you didn't have, you didn't live, you didn't live your life. So that's kind of, that's my kind of type of deal. It's like, I want to live my life. I want to do what I want, what I enjoy, do what I love, which is mixed martial arts is what I do enjoy. And that's, that's what I keep assuming with. So that's my, my biggest uh, advice to people out there. So Keep where you at. Keep keep going. Keep grinding where you at. Do not stop. There's hard times. There's super hard times, and I still have it to this day. Every fighter does. Every fight goes through struggles, and I know every person in life goes through struggle. That's 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 how normal human beings are. It's like you gotta go through struggles. Family side, husband, wife side, girlfriend, all this stuff. So it's kind of like there's the, there's the light under the tunnel. Keep going. You'll find it. That uh, that hit, hits pretty heavy, you know. It's someone who has dealt with a lot of adversity and has figured out a way to overcome those struggles. You know, I I definitely appreciate kind of the the strength that you've helped given me just from our conversation. You know, we've kind of shared uh, shared some of the same similar tragedies. So that's a, that's a hats off just in the little conversation that we've had right there. I just like to add this out there to the people listening. Make sure that you treat every day with a purpose. Yes, sir. Tomorrow isn't promised. And that's something that we all should be able to take a message away and be able to apply it to our life in many different ways. You know, whether that be with progressing as just a person and fostering those relationships with those around you, making the most out of your career, whatever your situation is there. Don't be passive. Make sure that I make sure that you treat life with a purpose and cherish the blessing that we have waking up every single day because that's not something that's promised. I mean, yeah, and and not everybody's like I'm not great at it some days, like of course, but you, you choose your people wisely, choose your friends wisely. Like like I said, show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. It's kind of like that type of deal. It's like. But the more friends you get, the more positive friends you get, the more they want to push you, the more all this, you'll find the right friends. And then your life keeps changing every time. But there's always that one day, they'll all hit you all of a sudden. And then like, like from for sudden for me, it was my, my brother's death. And then it was like, whoa, like, I'm young. I'm 19 years old. Like, what is the purpose of me living here? It's like, it makes no sense. So it's kind of like, but it does make sense. It's... Everything happens for a reason, and then that's where I kind of pushes and keep going at. And instead of me just being like, "Oh, I'll just live my life like every regular human being," I'm trying to be different. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to be like everybody else. You want? I want to be different than anybody else. And that's why I feel like everybody's goal should be. You should be different than anybody else. You want to be the best in the world. If you don't want to be in the best in the world, why are you doing this? Why are you doing your job if you're not? You want to be the best. At whatever you do, it's like that's how I feel about it in the model and in, in my training. It's like I want to be in the best in the world, but you got to put the work to be the best in the world. A lot of people will get lazy when it comes to work, but remember, work will change your life, and especially in, in, in hard work. If you put in the hard work and keep grinding at it, remember there's failures. Remember, and then you always come up on top. I guarantee you that. Definitely, and that sounds like, you know, that's a lot of the David Goggins principle, you know, to become uncommon amongst common people, you know, so, or, or even I should say uncommon amongst uncommon people is what his eyes, what his phrase is, you know, he was a gentleman who was a Navy SEAL, and that wasn't enough for him, he has a credible story out there for anybody who wants to uh, to look him up and realize that, or, or see what David Goggins is all about, someone that you can definitely draw, draw yeah, a lot I, of motivation I, from. I love those guys, and I love, like, Muhammad Ali when I was young, he was like, I love all these people, like, they're different, they're not... They're not, they're not the same as everybody, every every fighter in the fight game. It's like, for example, let's just look at Conor McGregor. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. there's nobody like him in in, in that sport. It's, it's whole different because it's it's his own he grow, it's his own belief, and belief is a big thing in anything in the world. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. It's, that's 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 how everybody 
should think about it. It's if if you don't have belief, just, just stop doing it. You're not you're not you're not enjoying it. It's like if you don't believe in love, it is like what's the purpose of you doing it? It's you just you just surviving out there. That's what kind of the kind of uh, learned from the four years when I was here. My family kind of was uh, tough going like financially in this, so we're basically surviving. So it's kind of like, I mean, we still to this day, everybody still survives. There's always, everybody that's, we're not the richest dudes in, in, the, in, in America, that's for sure. It's like, we still survive to this day. You, you survive from paycheck, paycheck, but are you living life? It's just the main thing. It's like, that's what I feel like. And then that's why I'm trying to get better. I try to get better every day too. It's like, I'm trying to live my life instead of, me just surviving, so that's the type of deal. And I and I know I can change my life, what I doing, what I believe. So that's that's my main goal. Definitely, yo. Real quick again, where can people follow you at online? Uh, the Instagram at the Moroccan Devil, Twitter at the Moroccan Devil, and Facebook Yusuf Zalal. Make sure that you guys check out the Moroccan Devil Yusuf Zalal on all of those handles right there. Also, make sure that you pick up those tickets for the fight on Friday, March 16th. It's definitely going to be a killer show yes, here in sir. Denver. Looking for a big finish right there. You know, hopefully hopefully we come out on top here from Factory X. It's been a great time here shooting and rapping with, uh, rapping with some stuff here for you today. My name is Jordan Kurtz with comments from the Peanut Gallery. You can look us up at www.galleriesofpeanuts.com, on Facebook at Peanut Sports, on Instagram at comments from the Peanut Gallery and on Twitter at Peanut Podcast. On the outro playing out for you, we're going to have the single from Beyond Bridges playing out called On My Mind. Make sure that you check them out on iTunes. The single is available for purchase, as well as the debut EP titled On My Mind as well, available for purchase to hit your downloads on March 16th as well. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen.
Cause you're all mine Yeah, you're all mine